welcome to episode 84 of the mtg conflux cast my name is john and i'm joined this week by my co-host chris hey this week we're back after a long hiatus and we're gonna be talking about m21 not so much spoilers at this point but we're gonna be talking about the set's effect on modern and legacy as well as commander 2020 cards and jumpstart cards in legacy as they are unfortunately not legal in modern we're also going to be catching up on what we've been up to during this break uh this period of lower magical activity <laughs> and uh, we're going to start as always with chris tell us what you've been up to well uh those of you who actually view this on youtube for the video you may have noticed that i have a different background <laughs> and today. lower quality video <laughs> um yeah uh that is due to the fact that in my normal house um someone who's residing there currently has a very high fever and i've decided to uh get the hell out and not be there until that situation has rectified itself so until then i am here at my girlfriend's house in their extra spare bedroom and i'm sitting on a bed as a chair <laughs> your setup is is great the tv tray really pulls it all together yeah i'll i I guess I'll go ahead and post my, my setup picture in the um, the Discord after the cast. <laughs> I'm sure people will appreciate the dedication that we, we put in for you. Oh yeah, we scheduled for today, so we're going today. <laughs> no push, no more pushbacks. No more, no push more waiting. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, um, yeah, so obviously I played a bunch of Amulet, right? I mean, what else am I going to Wow! <laughs> Um, with a with a little bit of little bit of legacy elf league action in there as well. Um, so I guess I'll talk about that first because it's different and sweet. So I am. Well, I was playing an elves list with um, elvish reclaimers. So four elvish reclaimers instead of any Llanowar elves. I didn't really know how to feel about that, but I figured, hey, some guy can. Top eight of Legacy Challenge playing them. It must be not some guy on the internet did it that bad. So I can too. <laughs> um, which was really funny because that league I ended up pairing against Julian Knob, you know, arguably the best elves player in the world. He's not playing Elvish Reclaimers. He also kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. So, it's fine because spoiler, it's already an obsolete list. So yeah, take that as you will. But um, I guess uh. Since it's been a while, right? Since we've last recorded, um, it's been a minute. You know, companions have been changed, and they're all terrible now. Good riddance. for the most part. And I would like to say that I think that um, my two main decks in each format are, are slightly worse off for it. Makes sense. Uh, I feel like, and that's mostly because of the cards that people could not play because they were playing Luris. So in Legacy, no one can play Plague Engineer anymore because they're playing Lurus. And I would much rather live in a world where you're screwing around and jerking off with Lurus than playing Plague Engineer. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, oh, the Elves deck was sideboarding a Lurus too, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, it was it was fine. It was whatever. Like, I think I played Lurus like three times and got to replay like an Elf. Yeah, it was pretty mediocre. But the fact that I didn't have to see playing junior was very nice. What if you play against Burn though? Because people were definitely playing Burn while Luris was uh, 
unaltered in legacy oh yeah for sure could you imagine trying to run burn into that that must have felt like trying to drive into a brick wall oh i mean burn wasn't exactly like great to begin with a great deck yeah, <laughs> yeah. to start with and then with all like these stupid you know yorion uro snow piles like oko snow piles i can't imagine burns any a whole lot better yeah oko is still legal in, in legacy so yeah, if you're That's playing cool. Goblin Guy, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Straight up, like, uh, why are you why are you doing this to yourself? Um, yeah, so like the, the long time ago, I think I already talked about it. the first league I played with all was like four one when everyone was playing Larissa's. and um, this past league I went two and three, very sad. Oof. Um, yeah, after getting slapped by the mirror and then getting paired, I got paired against zero Delver Force decks, which was really bizarre. That is very odd. I ended up getting wrecked by like Reanimator. I played like the Mirror. You're like, wait, wait, wait. We're all supposed to be playing against the Delver decks, not each other. Yeah, I got shit on by this stupid like Maverick E type of deck that had like, you know, they were playing main deck Plague in the game. Like, <laughs> like what the Holy hell? Shit, main deck, huh? What is wrong with you? So it's like, oh, Plague Engineer, and then untap Gattacteague. Just for the, the, the total, like, fuck you. <laughs> the rubbins, man. There will be no natural ordering. And it was like a Maverick Depths deck. So they have, like, these... What is it called? Um, the card that you can stack a land to give something Shroud. Oh. Sylvan Safekeeper? Yeah, Sylvan Safekeeper. <laughs> and so I, like, I boarded my Caracas to try and, you know... to Because he's a Depths deck, right? Yeah. It also bounces Gaddock Teague, and he's just like, LOL, sack of land, you can't bounce Gaddock Teague. <laughs> like, <"Arrgh!"> <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. That was incredibly frustrating. Getting game one plague engineered is... It's a bad feeling. Yeah, it's probably about as bad as my opponent felt like last week when I played Ashiok game one against them on Amulet. <laughs> Yeah, like, what the hell? <laughs> the one of. <laughs> I had someone play, like, yeah, at one of the FNMs, I had someone play a game on Ashiok against me playing Amulet 2, and they're just like, oh yeah, this should have been a different card, but I didn't have it, so I'm playing an Ashiok <laughs> instead. No, mine was it's intentional. Like, <laughs> it's like, like, don't tell me that. that. Yeah, man. Disrespect me. Gotta mill over your Uros. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Um... Yeah, and then after immediately after going two and three in Legacy and feeling really bad about myself, uh, I decided to go play Modern with Amulet because you know that's a deck that can win games. Right? It's like the magic equivalent of like eating a pint of ice cream. <laughs> Normally, okay, so the, the the magic equivalent of eating a pint of ice cream for me would be going into the tournament practice room with my stupid Yorion Field deck. <laughs> That is that is some good, clean, wholesome fun right there. Oh man, I wish For we could. For whatever reason, you can like you can win in a turn practice stream with literally anything. <laughs> I wish I wish we could still play that really stupid heartless summoning deck because I would love to roll that out into the tournament practice room and just like get people with Obnixilis. <laughs> yeah, it's what like... a good feeling that was! <laughs> Holy shit! Like, just imagine imagine your opponent goes like. You know, turn one, tap to Castle of Garenbrake, right? Turn two, 
uh, breeding pool coiling oracle. Be like sure into into like forest abundant growth, and you're like ah uh, 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 yeah into untapped wood elves <laughs> into explorer, and then untap and like play a primeval tide to make a bunch of zombies. You're like ah uh, okay, and then you're on, and then yeah you die. Yeah. I don't know if there'd be a lot of alarm bells going off for me leading up to that though. I'd be like Wood Elves? <laughs> like if you're playing Wood Elves getting trial. Like if you're playing like, a card that bad, I'm like expecting some some serious payoff. <laughs> Although Wood Elves gets getting triumphs is kinda hot. Yeah. Dude, triumphs are just hot in general. You know, if you're if you're into that. Triumphs are just super hot. Oh yeah, but then uh, anyway, my amulet league. Actually, first, okay. <laughs> One last thing about the the legacy elves league. Because I was playing uh reclaimers, elves reclaimers. Apparently, that um gave people some mixed signals. Oh, they thought you were in dark. I got against dredge, and I think <laughs> I went like. So I went like turn one, um, like reclaimer. Turn two fetch land. And my reclaimer was off of Savannah, right? This is important. And then I go like fetch land. I don't know. Maybe it was like windswept teeth or misty. I'm just three man. Fetch for um, dried arbor. And the next turn I tap play a second dried arbor and just pass. So I can just make a bajuka ball whenever I want, right? He's playing dredge, so that's my plan. That's why I didn't play any spells. <laughs> he untaps and he kapal therapies me. What does he name? I would expect him to think you're on like either infect or depths. <laughs> So if you see like double dried armor savannah elvish reclaimer, what do you name with your therapy? Crop rotation. Well, he named swords to plowshares, which was definitely <laughs> the wrong answer. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard one. Like, why does he even care about his swords? They're on dredge, not hagak. Dredge, they, dredge. they weren't on hagak. I didn't. I didn't see gak. I mean, maybe he had gaks, but maybe they were playing gak and like they just, just didn't didn't want to get their gak swords. But like, why does normal yeah, dredge I give was, a shit? I was confused. That's weird. Like, even crop rotation is not a very good name either, because like they you already have the reclaimer, which is just like. <laughs> and I could, yeah, the reclaimer. It's the same thing. What would I name? Why would they just therapy themselves is the real question. Oh, he did have Hogak in his graveyard. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, that's why. That makes sense then. Yeah, his board is City of Brass, LED, one zombie token, and he therapies me. Yeah, he just doesn't want to get his Gak swords. That's, I can respect that. That is yeah, funny he though. lost. Damn. Like, if it were a basic forest, I'm pretty sure you'd you'd say, oh, this is like an elf deck, right? Yeah, probably. It's probably the savannah that screwed him over. Yeah. Let him astray. I just thought that was really funny. Uh, but yeah, the Amnet League, I ended up 5-0-ing. Playing four explorers. We're back to four explorers, guys. Uh... Um, sideboarding a second Radiant Fountain, because that's where we're at. Yeah, I don't know. My list, I just can't, I just don't feel like I have a good feeling on um, 
my sideboards these days. I just can't figure out like what I want the last like four cards to be. 2019-2020 Magic has made sideboarding not the same as it was. <laughs> it's like, you know, like what counterspell suite do I want, do I want to play? Gotta play? Do I want to go play Mystical Dispute? You gotta play Aether Gust for the mirror. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then some people are like starting to bring red back for fire spell because people are starting to play humans again because of General Kudro. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I ended up playing Two Negates, no um, Mystical Disputes. And uh, Tyler's Tracker back in my sideboard. She did nothing, I think, the entire match. All the matches. But Beast Within has been... Usually it's surprisingly good, and but sometimes it's just as mediocre as you remember it. Because, like, yep. you... <laughs> <laughs> Beast Within, you're you're mainly playing it to like beat these Ashioks and kind of that kind of malarkey, which is another card that people didn't play when Luris was a thing, right? Yeah. So like as an amulet player, I'm very happy for you to reveal Luris to me because okay. You know, I'm fine with you playing around with Mishra's baubles, but keep your Ashiok away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I wonder, um, you can't make black reliably enough to play that new spell that uh, eliminate, right? I mean, you could if you really wanted to. So, like the basically, you can kind of splash whatever third whatever third color you want. Uh, red being the easiest one because you need it for. I mean, you're playing Valagot now, and you you need red for a haste land, whichever haste land you choose to play. But I mean, like back in the day, right? People were playing white with four path to exile on their sideboard. Um, there was a black version running around where people were playing Memoricide for like the mirrors and stuff. What the fuck? And like That's assassins trophies. Yeah, I never got on that bandwagon. I, I didn't think that of was correct at all. But it, you know, if you want a sideboard black, you can. That's hot. <laughs> but I mean, like, wouldn't you be better served just playing Fry? Probably. I mean, I guess Fry doesn't kill Renin Six, but I mean, do you care? Renin Six that big a problem? You got other problems if you're losing to the Renin Six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Renin Six is really only problematic because it kills Scout. But you know, I think we were sideboarding it out against Amulet with Iceberg. Yeah, that might be right. It's been a while, but I mean, most people are on Grazer now anyway. It's true. This is the thing. Grazer versus Scout. Uh, I don't want to... I guess... I don't know if you want to jump straight into... Well, you have to give your, uh, your roundup as well. But uh, speaking of stupid 1-1s that people play in Amulet now, Fierce Empath, apparently modern staple card. Gets Titan. Gets a Titan. You know, back in the day when Ivan suggested um, playing Ethereal Usher to transmute for uh, a Titan or a um high bind everyone's like that's stupid that's terrible that's that's such a bad card but now they're like there's empath yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is really good <laughs> this one one this, that's what we needed this is hot stuff i mean i understand green. Yeah, one green is it's way easier to cast yeah but 
it's yeah it is what it is it is what it is but that means i should play it in the uh yorion deck because you can blink it yeah to get another titan <laughs> keep them coming yeah just take out wood elves fierce impact here we go Actually, it would be really good because the Yorion deck's 80 cards, so you're much more like, less likely to hit your Titan, right? Yeah, yeah. So now you have more effective Titans. And since you're playing, like, Grazers, you might be able to turn to it. Right? And it jumps to survive. I mean, it seems fine, right? Seems fine. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> the hero we didn't know we needed. Um, Straight out of Scourge. Yeah. <laughs> And then out of all the webcam FMs, just playing a bunch of Ambulant. Usually doing reasonably okay. Um, I think the last time I played, I did not do very well. I've been trying out, like, do I want Grazer, do I want Scout? And it feels like... It feels like other variables are much bigger contributors to the outcome of my matches than did I have a Scout or did I have a Grazer? Yeah. Uh, I did have a game against Sam Collett where... I had the same Primeval Titan get either gusted like three or four times. And I think two or three of those were with the same Aether Gust. Mystical Sanctuary is a hell of a card. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like I think I even had the cavern. He just but it's like Cavern's like, you know, doesn't do you shit against no Aether power Gust. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like right. Just, like all I can do is just ram it into this Aether Gust and hope something good happens eventually. And eventually it landed and he lost the game. Yeah. That's the thing. So like I know I know he's in danger, like deep danger, when he Aether Gusts my Titan, I put it on top, he plays Jace and brainstorms. Like you didn't fate seal my Titan? Oh buddy. You're in danger. You're in danger. Yep. He was indeed in danger. <laughs> Although the, the week before that, he was playing Rug Scapeshift, and I got turn forward with an eight land scapeshift. Oh, baby. Eight lands on four. disgusting. I'm the ramp deck now. <laughs> yeah, it was like turn one, suspend search, turn two, growth spiral, turn three, Uro. Turn three girl spiral into scapeshift, you die. Oh, he's playing Uro? Ugh. That's a nice fallback plan. Yeah, so I got quad ramp spell scapeshifted on turn four. I'm it down. Bad. <laughs> I'm pretty down for that. Hmm. Yeah. I think he went far with that. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking slapped everybody. Like I don't I don't if I don't think he lost a game. Yeah, I think he do it with me, so. I don't think he lost a game. I think he went 4-0-8-0. God, the blue, the blue Scapeship decks feel so bad from the amulet side. Because it feels like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I have this pretty sweet, you know, turn three, here's a Titan. They're like, a rum man. Like, okay. Yeah. Turn four, here's a Titan. Snap. Remand. Okay. Next turn, here's the time. Cryptic coming. They have, like, just enough interaction to, like... And then they untap and escape shift and you die. You're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then even if you do resolve a Titan, like, the, the cryptic turn, right? It's like, okay, I'll take eight. Escape shift, you die. Like, 
Okay, cool. Yeah, they don't care about like Field of the Dead zombies like clogging up the board. They don't have to get in on on like the battlefield to win. Yeah. Is shift yeah. They don't have to like grind through like all that stuff. They just have this I win button. Yeah. Once they've stalled long enough. And it's like since I'm putting all my eggs into the, the Titan basket, it's like not that hard for them to stall the one thing mm-hmm. long enough. Like they could do the same thing by playing literal fog, right? And I can't beat it. Yeah. So a bit frustrating. And they can cyborg Ash Shock because why not? No searching for you, but for me? For me, oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually sideboard Ashok in the, the stupid Yorion field deck. Why not? It's because, like, because you're playing Yorion, which means your sideboard cards need to, like, cover all the bases. It's, it's really good at handling. And you can blink it. You can be like... <laughs> You can like mill, 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 flicker it, mill, mill, mill. (laughs) Yeah, so it's funny. I actually like Ashiok against like the snow control decks playing the Yorion deck Mm -hmm. because it screws over your ability to like fetch and do that. It turns off Uro, it it turns off fetching. It's a win con, like like a real win con. Yeah. And you can't remove it because you're playing fucking Vant. Like the only thing you can remove it with is Uro, which has been exiled by the Ashion. Yeah, or like Codal Beads, but it Yeah, but that's not a real slow. Thing. Yeah. And like in post border, it's like how good is Codal against the field deck? It's usually like a trim, not a cut. Yeah. Because you need like the cantrips, so. Like it does something, but because you've got like other cards you'd rather cut against the amulet deck usually. No, I'm talking about like like a dedicated field deck. Uh, right? Oh, the Orion deck, yeah. Total seems pretty terrible. They don't want board wipes against you, probably like one maybe. Just as like a hedge for the the fields. Yeah. I don't know. That deck's just so much fun to slap kids in the free room with. <laughs> Because it feels so, the deck feels so bad. How many people just like leave like well before you kill them? Because it's like slow to kill, right? Um, yes and no. I mean, once you have two fields online, they die pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, turns the corner. Once the, the corner is turned, it's turned. That has been but one thing. Is it's pretty apparent usually to me, like on the control deck. Like once fields fired up, it's like you got like one two turn window, and then like you're because you end up in the situation where you need the wrath and the answer to the field or fields and like yeah <laughs> yeah and it's kind of like like a scape ship deck in the sense that every single card in my deck just makes more zombies yeah because right? every card in my deck is either a land which makes zombies or a card that puts lands into play like Somebody- which, like rejuvenator titan resolving is like almost like an instant game loss for these control decks now for that reason you just like what if you just get like field vesuva well you can't oh you can't copy vesuva but like field plus bounce land or whatever like yeah the one thing is that uh it doesn't actually play like azusas or anything so you can't just sit there and like bounce your own land four hundred times a turn to make a bunch of zombies. Good. I mean, it's still playing Dryad and Valakut because that's you know too stupid a thing to not do. Yeah, it's pretty free. But um, 
So, I mean, you could do that, like, two lands a turn to make some zombies. But by and large, it's just, like, I have three fields in my deck. It, it blows my mind how good Boil is in Modern these days. I mean, just because of the existence of Dryad. Well, that, it's I mean, that and, and Mystic Sanctuary. Well, yeah. Like, so, I mean, those like, two are, like, pillars, excuse me, pillars of the format. Like, Blue Island decks have never been better in Modern, right? Like, since, like, Twin, right? Yeah, probably. Um... And now even non-blue decks are still getting wrecked by Boil. <laughs> like, I got choked the last time I played FNM. Which was really irritating. You hate to see I was it. Like, I was like one mana off playing on Titan. I like tapped three mana for this dry and it was like, choke you. I'm like, why is this a what? thing? <laughs> and it was like the Shit, pawns go attack. back. It's <laughs> like, why am I getting choked by the pawns attack? You're just blooding me like a real man. <laughs> Uh, although I did, I did slap him in uh, game two, where he goes like he triumphantly plays his Magus of the Moon. I just like play a bounce land, play a bounce land, end of your turn, dismember your Magus. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, Glorybringer kills Dryad. Glorybringer's been doing work, man. Yeah, not just a pioneer card. It's a good card, apparently. Although he actually didn't want to kill my dryad because then my lands would untap. I did have a match where an <laughs> opponent had to like glory bringer my Uro and then size or then stomp it <laughs> to get a, get the Uro off the table. <laughs> yeah, it's like that one's not working out for you long term. <laughs> like, I have to say, being on the draw and getting my turn one scout stomped. Oh my oh. god. Yeah, it's it feels so aggro. It's so aggravating. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I'm gonna reveal Obosh. Like oh, cool Obosh. Like sure, sure. And then he's like stomp. <laughs> like god damn it. So even card I guess Obosh decks still play Bolt, right? Yeah. Like, but the two mana just makes it feel so bad, right? And the fact that they're yeah. not down a card to like, because normally it's like oh, okay, at least they like wasted a card on my my ramp, right? But then it's like they just still have like a four two like. It's a four three. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a four three. That's right. Yeah, I can't even trade with it with like a dryad or something. <sighs> Stupid. That's like the one card that interacts favorably with dryad. I feel like fuck that card. <laughs> like not dying to bolt effects is so miserable. <laughs> I guess that that deck is like chock full of ways to like slap dryad around because like Glorybringer eats it too. Yeah, dryad's dryad's just really gross. Yeah, I don't like that card. <laughs> Not a fan. It's just like it interacts really well with the three most common removal spells, like the one mana ones. Like path, like sure, I got to land. Like ramping the amulet deck is like, you know, they're pretty. You know, you know, you're not thrilled, but you're like not sad either. Yeah, and like, it's like I played it, played my extra land, and then you pathed it. So like, push okay. is like inconsistent to turn on because like when you need to push the the dryad, you need to push the dryad, and then like bolt just doesn't kill it. Re. Yeah, it's really hard to it's really hard to remove. Just like randomly, really hard to remove. Yeah, and it blocks really well too. Like, yeah, no snapcaster. <laughs> imagine playing. Too. Imagine playing Goblin Guide against the, you know, Arboreal Grazer into Dryad deck. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you did attack earlier, they drew lands. <laughs> yeah, and it's like okay, I'm going to attack into your Dryad block second main phase Searing Blaze. Like, fine. 
you got me, I guess. <laughs> Untap play a time, you lose. Like, yeah. And so the other, the other adorable thing is that since he makes all your lands all land types, um, you now get to play castles untapped, even if you have no forests, because they're all forests now. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Which is sometimes bad if you have two ambulance, right? So it's like, there's very, very niche scenarios where you would want to play your castle before your dryad. <laughs> That's weird. Very strange. Very strange. Anyway, um, what have you been doing in this um, magical month, John? Well, I've been dabbling with Ice Fang Codal Astrolabe decks. Big surprise. <laughs> Just like everyone else. It's like the Squidward meme. Yeah. Oh, what'll leave you today, sir? Uh, I would like an Astrolabe <laughs> deck. Uh huh. With an Ice Fang Codal. Wow. And a side of Uro. Adventure. Daring today, aren't <laughs> yeah. we? Daring adventurous, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It just works in, it works with like a lot of the Squidward memes, right? Like, it's like everyone else is like out there playing with like non-astrolabe decks. And it's like, what are those nincompoops doing? Can't they see I'm pampering myself? <laughs> like a bunch of card draw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Snow decks confirm Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> or you can do like reverse uh. where like John to Squidward peeking outside. It's like... Patrick and Spongebob running and having fun. It's like All the painless free mana base. <laughs> uh, Spongebob memes are the truth. Uh, but yeah, I, I was playing the... Wubba... 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 Wub deck. <laughs> no red. The, the null red deck. The null red snow control deck. So uh, you're like Bant... Or not like well, I guess you're like Bant, but you got some black thrown in basically. Dark Bant. Dark Bant, yeah. Oh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, moist, like moist uh, Sultai or uh, moist Abzan? Wet Abzan? Wet Abzan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm playing Stoneforge Mystics. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that's a card no one's played in a in a while. Stoneforge now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't Stoneforge like Stoneforge got unbanned and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Stoneforge." I legit then... played it for like 2 weeks that I didn't really want to play it cuz I didn't have time to like put a different deck together. <laughs> I I played it the first week and I was like, "Eh." And then the next week I was like, "Shit, I I forgot to build another deck. Guess I'll play it again." And then the third week it was like, "I remembered but just didn't have the time." It was like really a strangely busy week. It was like, "Fuck." I had to play this shit again. And then finally, last week, I played just bug snow control. Get the fucking white out of here. And it was it was great. Went 4-0. Or 3-0. It was 3-0. It was a 3-0 week. It was a 3-0 week. Um, so, yeah, much better. <laughs> I beat I beat Amulet game one. <laughs> My main deck, Ashiok. And then we played game two and I lost. And I started to decipher. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean I lost? He's like, you won game one. I was like, that never Gosh. happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, this never happens. Like, it wasn't just the Ashiok, but like, four, four main deck field of ruins also. <laughs> Real good. Helped helped contribute to the cause. Um, yeah, I played the uh, Gabe Nassif's bug snow control deck. 
liked it. Um, just like doing good stuff. I like, I like, um, um, I still like, uh, Dead of Winter better than like Supreme Verdict. Three mana, like one pip instead of three pips is just so much easier to cast. And like, we've had a guy playing humans and that card just donks on humans. <laughs> I actually, when I was playing the four color deck, I was not playing Dead and I played against him and he like, Metal like Mage named Dead. I was like, the fear is inside of him. Because <laughs> I used to play uh, Iceberg, you know, all the time, and like he just got fucking slapped by that card every time. So he's like, huh. Snow Deck with yeah, Black. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to go back to Iceberg, honestly. Like, the Bug Duck was sweet, but I was like, what if, what if we had Red and Six in this deck? be pretty sweet but it's uh six is uh it's a pretty good card it's hard with the four color deck to find space for the fields and the sanctuaries and you kind of want both because like our meta is legit just like mid-range greed piles and amulet decks (laughs) so it's like you need the sanctuary to keep up with the other decks and you need the field of ruins to deal with amulet and so but if you play red, you can just play Blood Moon. That's true. Blood Moon is pretty nice. I have I have missed playing Blood Moon in my four color deck. So stupid. So stupid. Um But yeah, that was sweet. And then um I've been playing Mono Blue Delver on Moto in Legacy. Because they've printed some spicy new cards for that one. Um deck got um the the coolest card is um ethereal forager which is we're gonna we're gonna go over these in our in our you know our card overview but i'll just go over it here because it's sweet it's a four blue blue three three flyer with delve so it's like a shitty tomb stalker you're like why would you play shitty tomb stalker well it has whenever it attacks you can return an instant or sorcery you exiled with it to your hand so you can get multiple cards back over a few turns if it stays alive. So it's just like a, a slightly weaker Tomb Stalker that can like redraw your cantrips and your counter spells, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I mean, the body's a little smaller. I guess significantly smaller. The deck is just a pile of three three damage creatures. It's like Delver, Brazen Borrower, Trune Nemesis, Ethereal Forager, and then you've got Stormwing Entity is the other new one from M21. It's a 3 blue blue 3 3 flyer with prowess that scries to an ETBs, but then it costs 2 and a blue less if you cast an instant or sorcery spell this turn, so you can play it for 1 and a blue. Um, so it's just a fucking pile of, of evasive 3 power creatures. <laughs> so they add up actually. It's pretty pretty nice. And you just, you know, play the standard, you know, garbage, you know, brainstorm, preordain, ponder, days, force of will, force indication, and you have like some gut shots and vapor snags as your removal. <laughs> some fetches, islands, and wastelands, and there you go. But then you get to play sweet stuff like back to basics on the sideboard, which is pretty crippling these days. Um like Rug Delver is really popular online right now and just toss down a back to basics and what do you got? Man, rugged over Lost Ren Six and still popular. Oko, man. Oko is insane. Dried Horde Arcanist and Oko. Card. Good cards. And a Delver deck. 
Yeah, it's a little bigger. What a card advantage. Big beefy threads. I can't believe, can't believe I've almost forgotten about Oko. <laughs> but God, it's that card is ridiculous. Mental block, right? Just like <laughs> I did see those. I remember, I remember looking at that spoiler and being like, I'm not really sure what I'm looking at here. <laughs> like food? What is food? <laughs> yeah. Make something into an elk? Like, okay, why? What? Two plus abilities? <laughs> That's a lot of loyalty. Like, what's happening? No, ultimately. Uh. <laughs> is this good? Yes. What's happening? Yes, it's like, good. Oh, like, this is this is insane. It's fucking busted. Uh, it's a weird kind of a nombo with Dreadhorde though, because like you like play your Dreadhorde, and then they like do a thing, and then you play Oko. And you want to like elk it, but then like Dreadhorde can't ever interact with an elk profitably in like any way, shape, or form. Like you can't attack through it, you can't block it. Like, so that's kind of not the hottest, but they're just so strong individually that you just like let them gel together in the same deck and it's fine. But I mean, like, you can like rebuy a bolt off your Dreadhorde to kill whatever you elk. Yeah, I guess. ideally, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't feel hot when you're just like, what do we do? What are we doing here? What are we doing here with this? The the no attack, no block creature always feels real bad in in any any format. Oh yeah, yeah. like pacify your own creature. Yeah, like in limited, man, feels so bad in limited. The no attack, no block. Ugh, just like what do we spend mana? Why do we? Why do we even spend mana on you? <laughs> You could have been something else. Look at your brother over there. Getting in every turn. 1-1 one, one unblockable. You know, it's not doing a lot of damage, but it's it's doing damage. It's doing more than you. It can right chomp now. eventually, but it, it got damage in. What are you what are you even doing here? Just sitting here. Doing nothing. <laughs> but uh but yeah, uh dude uh Winter Orb is making like a huge comeback in these Delver decks too. <laughs> Against like the snow control decks, just like it's a fucking winter orb. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I think Legacy was very happy to get Force of Negation. Oh yeah. Which is crazy, like, right? More forces. Yeah, right? like that was that was the cure for the format hills. More force of will. <laughs> like, and because like how often do you force a creature? Not that often. Sometimes. Like, very rarely. I mean you force Tarmogoyf sometimes. <laughs> That card is I like guess, I guess you'd like force like true name, right? Oh yeah. Force yeah, the but, fucking shit out of that card. But I mean by and large, like force negation hits like ninety percent of what you want to force anyway. The creatures you want to force are like Gurmog Angler, True Name, and then like sometimes Tarmogoyf. I'm sure sometimes you force the Heritage of Thalia. <laughs> oh, Thalia, I guess. Yeah. Stoneforge sometimes. I forced a lot of Stoneforges when I played against death and taxes with this deck i was like two power or two toughness i mean like gunshot doesn't kill this vapor snag no thank you <laughs> get that shit out of here force of will yeah so but um that's what i've been up to i haven't been playing like a ton of i've been consistently playing magic you know at least once a week and then sometimes i play a bit of moto but it's been kind of a low period, which is why we haven't been doing much of the podcast. Um, I saw today that like Pascal Maynard's group 
um, I think they call it, what, what is the, uh, what is his uh, branding? It's like, I forget what they have it right here. They call it the Mythic Society. It's like him and some other people. It's like their, their content network or whatever that they do. They're doing a pre-modern weekly on Modo. I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Pre-modern, sweet. I would love to play a weekly. It's, at, it's Wednesdays at 10 a.m. What? Yeah, Pacific, Pacific Daylight Time. 10 a.m. What the fuck? Like, who the hell can play in that? Like, there's gonna be a bunch of people that are like telecommuting that are like, uh, do my do my pre-modern weekly while I'm on the clock or whatever. I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of people doing that shit. Like, but um, well, because everybody else is like, at, I'm, you know, in-person job and can't play. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. I'm surprised they didn't do it like in the evening, but whatever. Or on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Very strange. I, would, I don't know. Maybe I can swing one of them one day, but I definitely not going to be something I can do at all regularly, which is a bummer because pre-modern sweet. What a sweet format. Blue white, blue white standstill. It's a fun deck. Decree of Justice, man. If you've if you've been liking Shark Typhoon, let me tell you about Decree of Justice. Why put all your eggs in one basket when you can just make a fucking army? It's like um, Secure the Wastes, basically. It's an uncounterable Secure the Waste that draws you a card for what an an extra mana. Yeah, it's three to cycle it, right? Oh, is it three? Yeah, you're right. It's two extra mana, I guess. So, but uncounterable draws a card. I'm willing to pay two more mana for that. You just play Standstill, which is sweet. You just play for your fairy conclaves and your um, your Mishra's uh, factories. <laughs> Man, I kind of want to try playing Sharknado in Modern. It's good, dude. It's actually really good in the control mirror out of the sideboard. Like Just uncounterable big fish. Yeah. Flying fish. Well, it's good yeah. against, like, uh, I brought it in against... Um, I think I brought it in against, like, was it Amulet or something? The way my sideboard mapped out? I brought it in against a deck that it was definitely not intended to be in the sideboard for, but it was just like, I'm holding up counter spells. it's an instant speed threat. Why the fuck not? And you can just cycle it, too. Like, <laughs> I, had a, I had a game, actually, where I drew it, and I was, like, short on lands, so I, like, end of turn, just paid two to cycle it. And I was like... Uh, cycle my Sharknado for zero, put a zero zero into play, draw my card, state-based effects, it dies. He's <laughs> like, impressive. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, actually physically put the token on the mat and then took it away immediately after drawing the card. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that's the timing. I think that, I think it does, like, I know it obviously comes into play, but I think I think as like because you resolve the spell in order, right? Like you put the token in, and then I think you draw the card, and then then the spell's done, and it goes away immediately. Well, I guess cycling's weird, right? So like the token definitely exists on the board for some because cycling cycling is like window. you pay the mana and you draw the card, and this is when you cycle. I guess you draw first. Happens. So do you draw Maybe, first, and then it's like I there think I was supposed gone. to draw the card and then put the token on the board and then immediately pick it up know. again. <laughs> It doesn't really matter, but I just wanted to to do the memes because I was definitely losing that game. That was the that was the one game I lost against Amulet, where it was just like 
Yeah, I just imagine it's just like in like a stupid reclamation deck, right? Oh yeah, it's insane. You can either make you can either make one fat fucking shark, or you could just like pay six to play it and then pass your turn and untap all your mana. Oh yeah, and you're just like, I just have a shark nato now. Good luck. And every time like I cast Nexus Bay, I make a seven seven shark or opt or like anything. Yeah. Yeah, mystical teachings from the yard. Oh, here's a it is shark. it is not fun to get your shark uh, taken by Archimedes' charm, though. <laughs> Let me tell you, so, uh, that is like one issue with like the late game Sharknado is like in the control mirror. You're pretty sure they'd have burned their Archimedes charm to draw some cards that late in the game, but it's a little like you're like, well, do I really want to make a big ass shark? It's like it'll win me the game, but like if they rip the Archimedes charm, it'll lose me the game too. It's like. It's like Maybe I don't make the maximum size shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really swingy late game. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's good against aggro too, just to make like a, a chump blocker or like a hill giant. Whatever. Or no, I guess it's not a hill giant. It's a, a trained armadon or a bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you just make a wind drake, draw a card. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a Windrake trade with What's a 3-3 three, three flyer? What's a vanilla 3-3 three, three flyer? Mm, vanilla 3-3 three, three flyer. Can't see I can think of any other. Yeah, I, don't, I can't either. It's not, like, not the most common, I guess. A 4-4 four, four would be air elemental. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Phantom monster. There we go. Phantom monster. Oh, baby. <laughs> Anyways, in the spirit of discovering interesting new cards, I guess... Wait, Rakdos Pit Dragon. Rakdos Pit Dragon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess we can get into the, spoil the, the spoilers now. Slightly belated. Um, but we can talk about some some cards that we're interested in from M21. I think the the one that really jumps out as far as... But there's two like reprints that really jump out, right? And that's uh, Containment Priest and... Uh, and Grim Tutor. I'll swap over so they can, can see the screen now. Yeah. Container Priest being the card a lot of people have been asking for. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was always like a no-brainer for Modern, I feel like. I'm really surprised that it took this long. It was like, oh, you know, who cares about Phoenix if we have Containment Priest? He would have been saying maybe it'd be okay for, like, the Hogak days, but I, I think a Hogak would People would have played the shit out of it, but I don't know if it would have been enough. Yeah. At least the Hogak decks would have, like, had to like have what lightning axe to kill it that's like a thing i guess yeah but it doesn't stop like bridge from below from making zombies yeah non-token oh. then the bridge ban would have been actually justified like if container piece were around like would you know looting have survived i don't know i don't know looting seasoned pyromancer seems insane <laughs> was that actually there wasn't any overlap there was a little bit of overlap for that yeah because it isn't the same set as hogak yeah but no one was playing season Cause why? because why yeah why would you play hogak? why would you play this fair fucking card when hogak's legal yeah it's insane uh grim tutor do you think grim tutor is gonna make a impact i don't think so i right? think it's just good in like um kind of marginalized combo decks like ad nauseum right like i think i like, think ad nauseum plays this 
it's a sorcery like yeah but they're pretty okay spending like time sitting up right like they're already doing like all the fucking around with like um uh mana rocks while they're waiting for their lotus blooms to come off suspend anyways i mean i guess if you have like you know your Frixia on life paying through life for doom tutor doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. really i don't know but, I, mean, I think that's that is the type of decks that it goes into um but yeah three mana for it but like isn't wishclaw talisman just better no i don't think so it's like it's i don't think like so. it's still three mana the turn you want to get it but with wishclaw you can just like wait until the next turn that's just one mana to tutor whatever you want yeah whatever you want <laughs> yeah, the monkey's paw on that one and it's like one less black pip because I think, you know, yeah, the double black pit is being double black. It's like if you want to like, Grim Tutor Ad Nauseam on the same room, you four <laughs> fucking black mana. Good luck. And white for your space. Like, Lotus Bloom making trip black for you. And then if you want to win with like Thassa's Oracle, you need blue, blue. So in one turn, you need four black, one white, two blue. Yeah, the, the monkey doesn't make any of those colors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Grim, Grim Tutor seems yeah. fine. It's whatever. Alright, alright, alright. What about new cards? <laughs> I guess we have Fierce Empath, but we already kind of talked about that. What about... Yeah, Fierce Empath is apparently the, the, the modern all-star we didn't know we needed. <laughs> what about what about See the Truth? <laughs> See the Truth. This card's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Although... It's like, uh, it's like bad... It's like bad um, anticipate on its front side it's got a lot of words it's got so many words but it's sorcery yeah so like it doesn't draw the card what's in your hand for all those you know um back when people played narset if that mattered um and then if you flash it back or play it somehow somewhere else you just get to draw three cards pretty slick so i'm pretty sure um if you copy the spell, you just draw three cards. Actually, no, I don't think it works because you're not actually casting, casting it. Copy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it meets the criteria for that. Mm-hmm. Can't fork it. Cries in hive mind. Ha! <laughs> ha! Holy shit! Got him. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, here's a hive mind. You see the truth. Okay, you anticipate. I'll ancestral recall. Fair and balanced. <laughs> High mind, the most fair card. Oh yeah, so fair. Um, yeah, that card's kind of cool. Um, I think it's gonna get kind of overshadowed by um another card that just got printed. What we didn't, I actually have it on our list here. It's the new, it's the fixed AK. Um, yeah, it's the accumulated knowledge that only counts Yori. Yeah, they've already been picking that up in control decks. Um, Sam was playing it at FNM in blue white control. And um, I mean, it seems, seems good. Right? I mean, the first one is the think once, yeah, which is not great, but you know, sometimes think once is borderline acceptable. But then by the second one, it's already like two mana draw two. You've you've right? broken even That's at that point. Divination, like, yeah. Well, not broken even, but yeah. The third one is like the third one's good, yeah. Better if you don't have to cast the first one. Just mill that shit. 
Yeah, I guess Accumulate Knowledge doesn't really interact favorably with something like Snapcaster Mage. <laughs> but, um, you know. But See the Truth does! <laughs> but See the Truth being a, a sorcery is a big problem. Yeah, it's kind of the big knock against it. Um, yeah, See the Truth being a sorcery is just not great. Because you really don't want to anticipate, like, on your turn. No. Not too many decks. You don't really, you don't really want to be anticipating at all. Not too many but... blue decks that like want to draw cards, but do it on their turn. Like a reclamation deck probably would be fine with it, I guess. But I don't see. It's like Storm doesn't want this because the like they're not that. they're not using the back half. Um, unless what past, past in flames, but like see the truth. Like I don't think that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Reclamation decks usually don't play things out of the yard any either. So Yeah. It's for Uros, I guess. Alright, right, right. What about what about Sublime Epiphany? <laughs> I feel like everyone's really hyped for this Super card. Super cryptic. I think they're wrong for being as hyped as they are. God, a six mana spells like It's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of mana. It's that's a lot of mana. It's a lot. <laughs> And so most of the time, what? This is probably like counter, bounce something, draw. It's most likely what this is going to be most of the time. Yeah. Sweet is against like uh, the Eldrazi out of Tron. <laughs> Finally, a one mana way to just deal with everything. I mean... Or against, uh, just... against uh, what is it, Sanctum? <laughs> counter your Sanctum trigger, counter your Deuter... Draw a card. Copy my Ice Fang Codal. Draw another card. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's insane. Yeah. People talking about like, oh, Gear Hulk is so good with Sublime Epiphany. That's hilarious. You can Gear Hulk the Epiphany and you can Epiphany the Gear Hulk. Yeah, it's uh, really gross. And I think people were saying like the way it works. Like, somehow you can make a token of it if you return it to your hand, which I don't feel like it should work. But I heard someone saying, like, oh no, it does. I don't know. Because if I'm going to copy, if I'm going to return my Gear Hulk and make a copy, it returns before it tries to make a copy, at which point it's not there to make a copy of it, right? So then it shouldn't be able to make a copy? Yeah, it returns, it goes in order. So it would return it before it made a token. I'm sure whoever told me it worked the first time is going to come rage at me later. No, 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 it's something, rule section 47b of the Commander uh, Almanac says that uh, it works. I don't think it does. I think it goes in order, and um, it would yeah, be an illegal target at that point. Over. Actually, it would, uh, would fizzle at that point. No, a target player draws a card. <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> That's good. Even if it even if it didn't, you still draw the card. Oh, it's right because you would because ha you return the targeting the spell. Yeah, every I think everything, everything targets on this card. So you're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. So many targets. That's that's good. Nothing worse than when you try to like do something like, you know, bounce bounce tap and then they get rid of the thing you're trying to the bounce and you die. <laughs> yeah, or like oh, counterbalance. There's like 
kill my thing that's bounced. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. Actually, it still works. Countering still happens. Yeah. It's just the tap mode. Or the draw or mode. The draw mode. They get got, yeah. Yeah, the bounce tap is always really awkward when you get got. And you're just like, oh. Now I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think bounce my snap. The bounce my snap. Tap, tap your team bounce my snapcaster is where it gets real dicey. <laughs> Like snap the cryptic, and you're like, now nah, I'm gonna bounce the snap, and then they're just like, kill your snap because it dies to a stiff breeze. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, guess I'll fucking die. Usually ends against like the human deck, right? They're like, uh, <laughs> uh tap your guys, bounce my snap. Activate like, uh, ether reflector uh, rage. <laughs> the fucking Seto Kaiba getting like <laughs> fucking blasted me. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, good sweet. Um, six minutes is a lot, though. It's a lot, a lot. It's a, it's a, lot it's a of whole mana. lot of mana. I mean, nobody plays, like, I don't know, nobody, but pretty much nobody plays, um, Torrential Gear Hold. It's too expensive. But, like, the end of the like, this card into the story decks were playing it for, like, a minute, and then they just got, just disappeared once everyone started playing Uro. Like, is, is this card that much better than Torrential Gear Hold? That it's worth playing. I don't think so. Standard, however, maybe. Pioneer. I don't think so. Probably too expensive. C commander players love it. Yes, this will see a lot of commander play. Like, oh, make a copy of my big dumb creature and bounce your commander while countering its triggered ability and countering his spell at the same time and draw a card. Yeah, this is like this is the spell you cast when there's like a big stack from other people and you just like bop your fucking dick on the table. Just fuck everybody else over, right? Yeah, and then some jackass copies your sublime epiphany. Here's a lesson in trick. <laughs> EDH to the silly place. Was it like on a second thought, let's not go there. <laughs> to the silly place. Um, next card is a silly card. Teferi, Master of Time. This card, man, they brought back fucking phasing of all of all mechanics to bring back. Yes, everyone's favorite, very intuitive mechanic, phasing. I love, I love the the reminder text on it. It's great. Just treat it and anything attached to it as though they didn't exist. Until its controller's next turn. <laughs> Pretend it doesn't exist for a bit. Imagination. Let's just take a moment to suspend our belief. <laughs> but it's uh, two blue blue for a three loyalty planeswalker that uh, you can use its abilities anytime you could use an instant, which means you could do it twice the same turn. Or same turn cycle, I mean. Sorry. That's. Let's be uh, correct here. Same turn cycle. So you can use it on your turn immediately after playing it, then you can use it on their turn, and then again and again and again, and then eventually you just minus 10 and take two extra turns. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh, but it loots with its plus one. Uh, so you can do that twice every turn cycle, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then a minus three is to phase a creature you don't control out. Could you imagine how fucking busted it would be if it could do any creature <laughs> kill your guy nope 
fucking yeah. phase that shit just, out. Whoosh. Instant speed anytime. Just like save your dude. Well, like for no mana. If they try to kill it on their turn, it would just be able to attack again on your next turn. Although phasing out Earl would not work exactly. No, as it would just go away. But it, it wouldn't retrigger. But you draw a card. No, it wouldn't do anything. It just comes back, I believe. Phasing doesn't retrigger ETBs. Oh, it just it just exists it just again. it just doesn't exist and then it exists. Yeah. So you just still have your six six Earl. Ah uh, yes, you Crazy. could actually if the if if it was worded you could do anything you could play your Uro and then in response to the trigger phase it out, because <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, they would come back. No triggers then, here. <laughs> well, okay. It, it if it's worded like this, then yeah. But if it, it phased back immediately, then it would still die. The triggers would still be yeah yeah. Time. But because it's delayed, it wouldn't. Yeah, because it's the same game object, so it would it would it would die. So the trigger would happen to sacrifice it, but you can't. Yeah. It's not what? here. And it comes back. Oh, we're back. What I miss. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the episode where you compare everything to memes. It's like the fucking pizza meme. He comes back. Everything's on fucking fire in the apartment. <laughs> Pizza time. Oh man. Yeah, this card's very time. This card's really good. Um people have been testing it out in modern with like miracles. It's a way to trigger your miracle at instant speed, which is always uh For no man. Nice. It's nice. Just put that and treat the angels back on top. It's a surprise tool that will help us later. Oh look. <laughs> just, you know, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and so yeah, it's very sweet. He's got a 30-something-odd dollar price tag right now. God, it's got a lot of printings. They printed like 20 versions of this fucking card in this set. <laughs> yeah, there's like crazy alternate art extended border nonsense going on with this set. They've... Yeah, there's this card was just printed one time, or in one set, and there are 17 different versions of it. 17 fucking versions of this Teferi. Because there's pre-release ones, too, with stamps on them. Just, what the fuck? Yeah, there's like collector booster ones, I think, and... Yeah, man, I don't know. We out here. That's just crazy. <laughs> no two alike. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to get a matching playset for your deck? Good luck. <laughs> Seems easier just to have one of each, like one each one different <laughs> than to have a, a, a matching playset. You could have four playsets that ha don't match at all. Yeah. And have another man that doesn't match for your commander deck. <laughs> Uh, as your commander uh yeah Terry's, Terry's powerful he's cool he's got like man of many faces <laughs> god fucking Sam like was trolling me with this thing like oh hey did you see that new M21 spoiler there's this three mana green creature I think it might be playable in amulet 
pissed me off so it, much. Was it Empath? No. Azusa. <laughs> yeah, they are reprinting that. <laughs> yeah, they reprint Azusa. It's like, oh, this might be playable anime. It's like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Speaking of actual cards that really are new, uh, eliminate. We touched on it earlier. It's uh, man, man, Doom Doomblade effects are getting better and better. Although I guess this is a smother. It's uh, one in a black instant, so it's a smother that uh, hits creatures or planeswalkers instead of just creatures. How do you um, how do you feel about this one? Kills Oko dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so does Abrupt Decay in the format that Oko exists in. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine this card. Is I saw I saw play. blue black ninjas was sideboarding this in Legacy. <laughs> I think it won like a challenge. Blue black ninjas. I guess that's hot. And then they had eliminates in the sideboard, and I was like, ah, fuck your Oko. Get that shit out of here. Run in six. Kills run in six, dude. Banned. Oh, yeah. Banned. That's... Modern, though. Yeah, that's weird how they like Oko got banned in modern, run in six got banned in legacy. Two ships passing in the night. Both legal. They had overlap, right? Uh, yeah, Ren was legal in... Well, they were both legal in Legacy for a while. Yeah, I was playing him, actually. I mean, they were both legal in both Yeah, I was playing, I was playing Iceberg with both for a little bit. That's right. Yeah, you were playing Ren, Six, and Oko in the same That's Iceberg why I was winning. Deck. Yeah, because of the Okos. Thinking back, probably... You were like, oh man, this deck's sweet, but it's like not quite there. And then they printed Oko, I'm like, wow, this deck's actually really good now. Yeah. As it turns out... All of the Oko decks are really good. Yeah, but I just you had tools to beat the other Oko decks, so just push the format in like a really good direction for your your four color greed pile. We've been on the same trajectory ever since. <laughs> so you remember when Jace the Mind Sculptor was unbanned? Yes. And someone five would playing Amulet with two copies of Jace the Mind Sculptor in the main deck. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I do remember that well, very clearly. <laughs> the same thing happened with Oko, except for Oko was better than Jace. <laughs> Sometimes your amulet's better off being an elf. I'm trying to remember about when when they unbanned Bloodbraid and, and Jace, and we had a we had a uh, a discussion about which was going to be better. And I'm trying to remember which side I was on for that. I think you were on. Was Bloodbraid I on Bloodbraid's side? side? Yeah. I mean, they're both saying consistent play ever since it just turns out blood braid decks are kind of trash and jace decks are pretty good right now <sighs> i mean obosh kind of like the printing of campaigns in obosh was like the the dropping woody i don't want to play with you anymore yeah i mean blood it's in jund still but jund yeah um, i think jund dropped it i mean jund dropped it for lures too they're playing both. Oh, when Loris is legal. They're playing both yeah, now. So like when the, when the, in the companion meta, it was just like, I don't want to play with you No, anymore. it was just not, not good enough. Like, why would you play a Cascade 4-drop when you could just play Luris, play anything else? Oh, gosh. But now you can Bloodbraid into your main deck Luris. Which is hot. <laughs> it's really good. You can be like, Bloodbraid into Luris, replay my, my Mistress Bobble or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, when are we going to start seeing Collected Company into uh, Lurus decks? 
Quite a comfy is a card that we have not seen in a long time. No. I played against the, the Devoted Vizier deck recently, and I think they were playing it. I mean, that deck was was popular like Prioko. And then that it's got the new mother of runes and all that shit, which is like kind of cool now. Yeah, I think I think it was in a really bad spot for a, for a little. Well, everyone's like trying to like you know all these bant decks are like I have path to exiles and and codals and they're like codal doesn't fucking interact with the combo at all. Also, walking ballista just fucking slaps that card, and then like path is like pretty. They're probably happy to get their guy pathed because then it ramps them into their. You know, their Court of Callings and their bullshit like that, their Cocos. So, like, they're pretty decent against yeah, Bant. Yeah, Stepmom beats Path. Yeah. And they can, you know, do their shit at instant speed, which kind of puts pressure on counter spells where they just do spell at end of turn, untap, do another spell, and you're like, oh, my counter spells cost three mana now. Because we're playing Archmage's Char. <laughs> kind of clunky. I mean, they typically goldfish pretty quickly, too. Mm. Yeah. Heliod was a really annoying card for that deck because it's like there's just so many dumb cards that like end up comboing <laughs> together with themselves. Yeah. It's so like a two card Monty like, deck. Oh, you know, Malira. Yeah, you'll see, oh, Malira, Kitchen Finks, Visitors here. Like, that's the three cards you need. And then it was like, oh, wait. Oh, we don't need Malira. We lost anymore. Chris Froze. But he's, oh, Vizier also combos with Devoted Druid. <laughs> and then now it's like, oh, Heliod also combos with Kitchen Finks and a Vizier. Yeah, just like all these three-card things went to be two-card things. And so it's like, you know, it's usually three cards, but like the three cards can be like anything now. It's like you combo off infinitely of two cards, but you need like a third card to actually convert that into a win. Right? With like most of them now. Um, I mean, the Kitchen Finks always needs three cards. Yeah. You just need like Ballista plus Heliod, or uh, it's three cards with uh, you need like a recruiter to or a Ballista with uh, the infinite mana combo. But it's like it's like so dumb because it just like so when you gain life, Heliod puts a counter on anything. Right? Yeah, it just like stumbles into so many combos too. It's just like oh, I drew this card and I have this other card. What are you even playing? Oops, I guess I just win now. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like all, oh, they're all like, okay, at just like playing the creature plan. Okay, they're like you know, kind of mopey, but it like puts a lot of pressure on the control decks because like they can just die to the mopey creature beatdowns because they like want to like hold cards to not get comboed, you know, so they can't just like aggressively focus on like getting shit off the board. Yeah, so if you have like kitchen things. Plus Heliod and two other white pips. Heliod's a creature. Yes, yes it is. I died to that. <laughs> it just slaps. It slaps. And like all your dudes are getting bigger along because Heliod's putting counters on stuff. You know what card's kind of underplayed that really slaps right now is Clothis. I don't know if I'd say the card's underplayed. I think it's played in a reasonable I never amount. see it, but that card just fucking destroys you sometimes. It's, like, impossible to interact with. It's never a creature. Like, I think the Jund decks are playing it now. Um, like, the stupid Ponza decks are playing it. I've even seen some, like, some amulet people are playing it. Huh, interesting. Like, one in their main deck, just because. I mean, amulet's one of those decks where you can put whatever, put, like, one or two cards of a 
literally yeah, whatever a little you spice, want. a little sprinkle, and whatever the fuck you want. It'll probably be coalition fine. relic. Why not? <laughs> Trinket mage. Sure. Like, here, even this new M twenty one card. What was it? Elder Gar. Gargana. Yeah, Gargaroth. yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? That card. That card has reach. It's a six six. It does stuff under attack. That card has reach. It does. <laughs> Uh, I saw a screenshot of a Baneslayer Angel in Limited getting eaten by it. <laughs> because it's one of those fucking green this cards with so much text that the reach is like buried. It's not at the top, I don't think. It's like buried it, down. It's draw a card on it. It's kind of like um, how um, uh, the Questing Beast was. Where it's just like you'd forget it had some fucking line of text because it's like buried in the middle of the card. <laughs> it's like, oh, it does this too great that's how broken the fucking standard format was dude like no one was playing questing beast you're like shit's fucked up if no one's playing this card this card's like the most insane green four drop we've ever seen like talk about a pushed card and everyone was like fuck that shit fires of invention now that's a card you want to spend format on yeah oh my god but i mean I, we can harp on on like power creep all we want to right but I mean, but it's 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 a thing, right? I mean, shit. This is a five mana six six with vigilance, reach, and trample. And when it attacks, you get a three three beast, or you gain three life, or you draw a card. It happens when it attacks, or it blocks. It has vigilance, so like oh, when it blocks, oh, eat the bainster angel, make a three three. <laughs> yeah, talk about like a free win in draft. Holy shit, like that's that's a bomb. Like yeah, how insane is this card, right? And these cards are like, eh, it's not, it's not good enough for modern. <laughs> Dude, the, the fucking green, like the mono green deck, could you imagine facing down on that though? If you didn't have, like, if you weren't a path deck, you'd be like, like, <gasps> <laughs> uh... what, you block it with your ice fang codal? Like, you still take five and they like draw a card or make a beast like or make a beast what the yeah. fuck yeah that's vigilance yeah it's fucking slaps you man just slaps uh people often forgot that rook thar had reached <laughs> yeah that was well. definitely a line of text people missed on that card again like a lot of text on that card reach yes yeah, people were like <laughs> playing against some stupid deck like Infect, right? And it's like, oh, attack you for six? Like, oh, okay. And then like, oh, and then Ink Ball? Uh-huh. Like, oh, Pump Spell? Okay, you take six? Yeah. Uh, Pump Spell? Okay, you take six. Yeah. Attack you? Block. Like... <laughs> They're like, what? uh... Hmm. Wait, that's illegal. St <laughs> stares at uh, Distortion Strike in hand. <laughs> They couldn't have played Distortion Strike because they would have I died. know. It's just like... <laughs> Rut Row. Rukthar is a card I, I miss being playable. There's a lot of cards like that these days, dude. I miss a lot of cards. Like, Horny Queen's not even, like, good enough anymore. No, it's not. Which is so sad. Hive Mind is, like, not even playable anymore. Like, well, that's because all the control decks are playing green but <laughs> yeah. high mind's been borderline just like for a while the field of the field of the dead plan is just so much better it's like way more on plan right yeah it's it's so much more free 
like Highbind is a do nothing card unless you have a pact. Yeah. It is so fucking six mana literally it do is nothing. Sweet though. <laughs> you're like, don't have the pact. Oh, lay this down. Your opponent's like serum visions. You're like, me first. Highbind is a very it's a very entertaining card. All the best stories stories yeah. involve Hive Mind. Have you played with it There's online? No bad Hive Mind story. I've played with it online. I imagine it's just amazing with the stack. It just automatically shits it onto the stack, right? Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> I've had people like trying to pay for pack, like tapping lands and like you don't have great mana, dude. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Oh man. You know, humans player like tapping their you know ancient ziggurat in confusion. <laughs> just nothing gets added to the mana pool. Or or no, it says like for creature spells. Only for creature yeah. spells, yeah. Tapping the cavern souls. Ah, what's happening? Oh man. <laughs> Alright, so we're not we're not on board with eliminate. We already talked about Grim Tutor. What about Village Rights? Speaking about, we talked about Seasoned Pyromancer earlier. Oh baby, there's a card that loves village a Village Rights. You know, seems good when you sacrifice your Golgari Thug. Ugh. Ugh. It's instant too. You can dredge at instant Although, speed. Yeah. Although I would say that this card is nowhere near as good as a dredge card. As the card they've already been playing from uh, M20. The new zombie. Yeah. The What the hell is it called again? It's like if you gain three life this turn, you bring it back or something. Silver Smote Ghoul. Silver Smoked? Silver Smote. Smote? Silver Smote? I don't know. Oh, I guess. Oh, Silver I put a hyphen Smoke in, but it, it fixed it for me. Good. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was smart. I was like, why does he loves hyphens? But, okay. It's a zombie vampire. That's amazing. So yeah, if, if you gain through life... How could it be a zombie uh, vampire? See, it's, it's a zombie because it comes back from the dead. But it's a vampire because it comes back when you gain life. It's like a dead vampire that's been made into a zombie. That's interesting. It's got a sword like, sticking out of it. Like, does Bloodgast really make any sense? Landfall return? Like... It's not really there, you know? The theme's not really there, but it's this card. Very flavorful. All the flavor. Speaking of, um... I literally just said the card. Village Rights? Silver Smoke Ghoul? No, the, the Landfall Zombie Spirit. Oh, Haunted Dead. Oh, oh, oh uh, Bloodgast, sorry. Yeah, but God, I literally. Just I don't know why. Out. I don't know why I thought of the other. Yeah, I guess this replaced Haunted Dead, probably. Yeah. Speaking of Bloodgast, they don't even play it. Really? Four Bloodgast out, four of this ghoul in. Really? Wow, that's surprising. Because think about how insane it is that it comes back off of flipping a creeping shell. So you've invested zero game actions. Yeah. Into this, and you've gotten your your three three back, your three one back. And you can sack it to draw a card to dredge more. To go hit another Creeping Shield to bring it back. Yeah. So, like, instead of having to be um, really reliant on green mana for life and alone to rebuy your, blo your blood gas all the time, now you just have to keep hitting Creeping Shields. I think it's a, a, a pretty big 
draw to the deck. Yeah. Because uh, now green mana is not not now not having green mana is not like just being a disaster. more of a Rakdos deck than a than a Jun deck. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Life Alone is still very mm-hmm. good. I'm still playing it because it uh, combos very well with um, conflagrate. Yeah. Or conflagrate, however you say that card. I don't know. It's conflagrate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, not having to to need to play all your stupid lands for blood gas pretty hot although losing out on hasty spirits the podcast did definitely kill people sometimes you were just like not a land not a land not a land they're like oh land you're like fuck or the life from the loam off the top they have like they had so many live draws to kill you sometimes when they had a few uh a few of them in the bin you're like oh i think i I think i'm safe and you're like no Yeah, you're like, oh, I think I think I'm finally safe now. I like wiped their board. I can try to rebuild, and you're like, wait a minute, they have a stomping ground. It's just that the whole it, uh, dredges his life alone. Then the amalgams come back, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, this is like more containable. I feel like maybe I don't know, but this is like more even more explosive. Yeah. Right? God, it was because you don't because previously, like if you play your land and you cathartic reunion or something, right? Then you can't bring you can't re rebuy your amalgams off of your blood gas until you play land next turn. So now, if you reunion into this idiot, right? And the thing is, like it doesn't even need to be in the bin when you flip the creeping shell. Ugh, you're right because it checks at the end of the turn, right? So you can hit like a creeping shell on your like, you know, dredge for turn. And then you, you know, Cathartic Reunion and just vomit like it, it gives them access to instant speed draw duel. too, which they didn't really have, right? Yeah. So that's like I mean, they they got it a little bit with like Merchant of the Veil, like Haggle is an instant. Yeah. I guess. End of turn, that was always the scariest where at the end of like your turn they would like do some shit. <laughs> like, ugh. Although um if I'm guessing it right. So if I like flip a creeping shell on my turn, this comes back on my end step, which means amalgams come back on your end step. Um, because amalgams trigger to return on the next end step, but they only return if something else is returned. And since the ghoul is returning on the end step, the end, the beginning of the end step's already passed, and so it will come back on the next end step. Because that's how it works with like if yeah. you if you go end of turn like you know mill myself and hit narcomiba. Right, or end, end of turn fetch, the Malcolm won't come back into Well, that's actually just step. good because they just do it on their turn, right? And that means their zombies are like safe during your turn from sorcery speed board wipes. Yeah, so it's like. That's not exactly ideal for the opposing player either. So the timing makes it even more awkward, right? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's probably more of a positive than a negative, honestly, for them. I mean, you could have done the same thing using a fetch land with, with like. That's what people gas, did. But, the, like the savvy players did that, yeah. But you can't always ha- you can't always do that, right? Because if you play like your land for the turn, what are you gonna do? Not bring back your blood gas and reunion and hope you hit an arc amoeba, but that still brings it back like immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, fucking dredge, man. It's good to have it be in the format. I just don't ever want it to be like the deck in the format. You know, I do like that it keeps people honest though. You look that it exists, just not 
I just don't want to play against it. <laughs> like it's fine if people play it like next to you, but not not across. Like, the oh, good, there's a dredge player here. Good on you. No, no, no. Don't want to play against you. You could play some for fun. No, no, no. Yeah. No fun. No fun will be had. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else do we got. Oh, this is this is the card people have been, I think, the most excited about for like new sh new shenanigans. Conspicuous Snoop. Snoop Pinga yeah. as usual, I see. <laughs> people are really hype. The this card's just good. I think I think this card is actually just like I think the hype is not misplaced. This card is really good. Um Goblins is a real deck now, I think. Uh yeah. It it, it kind of was already a almost real deck. It was really close. Like depending on yeah. what the other decks in the meta were, it was like playable, but now it's like it's good. <laughs> uh it's red red for a bear, goblin rogue. Play at the top deck of your play with the top card of your deck revealed. You may cast goblin spells from the top of your library, and then as long as the top card of your library is a goblin, conspicuous Snoop has all of acti all activated abilities of that card. And so the the combo is you play Snoop, you play uh, I think it's Goblin Matron is the uh, the new one, and you uh, is it not no, not Matron, matron. is you it want, ring it's a Bogart Harbinger Harbinger Thank you, that's what it is. Yeah, I was thinking of. I was, no, I was thinking of the other one. Bogart Harbinger, I'll pull it up for everyone else because obviously I'm not as uh, Bogart. Uh, why? Are you sure it's Bogart? Did I need two G's? Two G's. Yeah. There we go. Where's it at? Where's it at? There it is. Yeah, Bogart Harbinger. Uh, it's two and a black for two one, and when it comes into play, you can search your library for a goblin, reveal it, and put it on top. Um, so what that does is that lets you um, put a kiki jiki on top of your deck, and then now your um, your snoop is a kiki jiki. So you make a another snoop, which is itself a kiki jiki, which makes another snoop and then you eventually finish off the combo with uh yeah so you kiki jiki itself a bazillion yeah. times because it's not legendary it's a snoop which is why you can target itself pingas make all these snoops all these tapped snoops and then for your final snoop your kiki snoop you kiki um copy the harbinger which goes and puts a different goblin on top in this case sling gang lieutenant yeah. Sling gang, which is Sakagabo drain someone for a life, and look at all these gabos pew 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 dead. <sighs> yeah, but it still gets to play the Rakdos Goblin just game that they were already playing, which is like a creature control value deck with munitions expert and um ringleader and i think matron's legal now i want to say goblin matron yeah, yeah matron's legal so you have uh what is it matron you can like goblin matron into your snoop right i want to say is how that works yeah, yeah. you just snoop in your hand yeah. so you like you have like you have a lot of redundancy so you can get you can get the the snoop or you can get the bogart or you can just like make value plays of snoop like yeah you can goblin matron for tarfire yeah no, it's activated. I was like, it's like Snoop and Tarfire. That doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. 
You can play it though. You can play it off the top, which is cool. Yeah, you can play. You can play Tar Fire off the top, which is pretty nifty. Um, yeah, goblins is uh, goblins is pretty cool. Do we have a? Let's see if we have a goblins list handy here. Oh, let me take a look. Real quick. Yeah, it won the modern challenge on the twenty seventh. Yeah, let's see. I have. Let's see here. Where is it at? Four copies of Auntie's Hovel. I'm sure someone somewhere bought a bunch of Auntie's Hubbles waiting for their day. <laughs> it's come. There we go. Sideboard in view, not entirely. Uh, so yeah, it's... Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to get the uh, the view for the people on uh, the video to see it. So you get the Harbingers, the Snoops, the Matrons, a Ringleader, a War Chief, which is kind of interesting, just as a way to give your guys haste, I guess. Uh, the Kiki for the combo, War Marshal, Pashlik Mons is an interesting one too. Just uh, another engine. The Sling Gangs. Unearth is cool. I like the I like the single Unearth. That's spicy as fuck. You got your your five disruptive spells, some vials, one tar fire. What's on the board here? Oh, they're playing Plague Engineer? Wow. Rude. That's super rude. <laughs> Four of them. Yeah. Another ringleader. Boil and Blood Moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the good old Trash Master. Yeah. I like uh, Crater Maker against Etron. That's That's really good against Etron. <clears throat> As is Blood Moon. Yeah. Ringleader is just good against uh, the Grindy decks. Relic is pretty good against the Euro decks. Has I would imagine this deck is fairly well positioned against like the Etron decks. Like the only one drops that it really cares about in that matchup is like what Aetherfile. Yeah, they probably just get sideboarded out. I guess Thoughtseize is kind of a bummer to lose. But eh. whatever. Munitions Expert probably does some fucking work in that matchup. <laughs> like, like, Dot Not Seer, yeah. take your thing. You're like, fucking just blow it the fuck up. Munitions Expert. Like, Mogwar Marshall Munitions Expert is so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Make all these bodies and just pew, 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 pew. And it has flash. Yeah. It's like so often you like, oh, you either vile like you can go turn one vile, turn two Mogware Marshal, and then turn three vile and something else, and then flash. Munition has expert and you can like kill a Thought Seer. Yeah. I think you can kill I think you can probably kill a Thought Seer pretty reliably with Munitions Expert. <laughs> and then you have like enough card advantage with um with the um the ringleader and I guess this this list is playing a little less ringleader than normal, but I feel like you have enough cards to like be able to afford pitching a card to Smasher too. I mean even like the matrons, right? Just to basically just draw a card. And you can actually beat like a worm coil engine, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, because you have like the backdoor combo. Yeah, I mean just do that. <clears throat> This deck's fucking sweet. And because you're a vile deck, right, you have extra mana usually, so you can use your mana to play goblins off your snoop. Like, you can just play the goblins. 
Snoop's not just a combo. I kind of want to play this. This deck looks really fun to like uh, to two headed giant because you can just like discuss all the crazy lines and take up all the time. <laughs> just burn through your fucking clock. <laughs> oh man, take all of the time. God, yeah, Harbinger and and uh, Matron just like lead to some like really like convoluted lines you could probably pull off. <laughs> like we could do this or we could do this. Just like you can like matron or harbinger into each other too, which is really funny. Matron for a matron. <laughs> yeah. Is this a squadron hawk? Matron for harbinger, so you can harbinger for Kiki, so you can Kiki for Harbinger for Sling Gang to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Snoop is crazy. Stupid like- Snoop is just in this deck, it's basically um what the fuck is that card they were playing in burn and standard for a while uh, the four mana enchantment um oh experimental yeah it's frenzy. experimental frenzy for goblins like or uh it's like without the downside yeah <laughs> yeah and then like the downside of you know being four mana. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> or it's like uh, oracle of moldiah but instead of these shitty lands you get goblins <laughs> And that was only one extra land a turn. You can play as many golfs as you want off the top of your head. It's like the only bummer is you can't like Aether Vile the goblins off the top. But it's like if you have the mana, like a Harbinger or a Matron is the same card with a Snoop as far as playing something. Yeah. Except Harbinger is even better because it gives them the abilities first. Yeah. We should play this. Eh, Card's sweet. We should play this. After I finish my current Mono Blue Delver League. None of these cards are like that expensive. Unless they've spiked. Well, it is a four Cavern Souls deck. That is true. Those are pricey, huh? And a four Blackleaf Glyphs deck. I don't like this are that expensive online, are they? Oh, um, you mean online. Do you have Caverns online? Insane. I have... A? One, at least, At least one. Gotcha. Yeah, at least one. Okay. See what our future holds. I don't know if I bought a second. Uh, we'll save that for later. Um, uh, what's next on our list? Uh, Spark Hunter Masticore. Somewhere over here. Yeah, someone mentioned this card about um, as a way for Etron to answer planeswalkers. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it def- Protection from planeswalkers. That's a that's a line of all text. I'd really heard about this card is that it was like a big fat F and limited, like unplayable. Yeah, I would imagine that. Because otherwise, like it's a three mana three four that you have to discard a card that doesn't do much else. Yeah, it's a three four that you have to hold up like three mana forever to like keep it from dying. Yeah, like you're not getting that card back unless your opponent like plays really badly. Seems underwhelming. They'd have to like forget that it has the indestructible ability or something. I mean, it can make combat bad for your opponent, but like it's it's on table, right? Like they don't they're not gonna walk into it. Like they're not gonna fucking you know like like what their four three. They're not gonna like you know charge their four three into it or whatever. So, but uh, really good against planeswalkers. Pew 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 pew. 
Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a walking ballista you have to spend half as much mana on. Yeah. To do the pew pew. What uh what planeswalkers are you, you really know, afraid of right. as as Etron? Like I guess Jace is like good, obviously, but I imagine Big Teferi is a problem. Big Teferi does sound a little awkward. Small Teferi, they don't really care that much about, right? Like, oh, you bounced my thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, a, not a big deal. Whatever. Like, oh, you drew I mean, a card, now I get to thought not you again, and, like, see the best card in your hand and take it. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, good enough for, you know, to, to really make the deck, but that's what I've heard talking about it. Mm. Um, let's see. Then we got the Jumpstart and Commander 2020 cards. We already talked about Ethereal Forger. It's sweet. I like it. Uh, not really for Legacy or Modern, but um, Thriving Bluff and all the Thriving Lands are pretty cool for, like, Cube. Popper Cube especially. I'm a big fan of these. Uh, this is, like, a really good design. Whoever figured this one out, kudos. was smart. Um, it's, uh... They... They're like gates, but you get to pick the second color. So they all have a color. One for e there's one for each color. They ETB tapped, and then they make. Uh, when they ETB, you choose a color other than the color they are, or that they make, and so you get to make that color plus the color you pick. Um, so they're just like, you know, really solid. They're always the fixing that you need, basically. If you're like, because like in, in Jumpstart, you're like, you know, you're a base color deck that you mix with another deck. And so that's why they designed them. Was so they wanted a land that was like in the red jumpstart deck would work with all the other jumpstart decks. But they're like, how do we do that? Like, we don't want rainbow lands. It was like, oh, we'll just make it like pick one other color. So if you have the green and the red one, you just have your thriving red land to make green, and your thriving green land make red, and you're like Gucci. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You just like get two gates that way. Um, so that's nifty. I like the design a lot. That's really good for cube. Um. But uh, not really uh, going to see any play in Legacy and not legal and modern. So, speaking of cards that aren't legal and modern but are going to see play in Legacy and already have, uh, Allosaurus Shepherd. You want to tell us about this one and how uh, how tingly it makes you? <laughs> so, uh, in before everyone, oh, Wizards just prints all the busted green cards. Green's the best color in the game now. Um, Wizards has finally printed another good elf <laughs> yeah and boy is it an elf and boy is it good um Allosaurus shepherd it's a friend of dinosaurs it's a one mana one one green elf shaman no surprises there uh Allosaurus shepherd cannot be countered good text to have in legacy <laughs> that's quite good um, it also says green spells you control can't be That's counted. even better. <laughs> so people are saying like it's basically Veil of Summer on a stick. <laughs> it can't be countered. None of your other green spells can but be countered. But it's not it's not temporary like Veil is. It just is. Yeah, it's just there. You have a, a one mana one one emblem that says your green spells can't be countered anymore. Which is very notable because this card shits on Force decks and Chalice decks alike. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Beforehand, you have to be like, oh man, Chalice, I gotta like get four mana so I can, you know, Green Sun for my Reclamation Sage to blow up their Chalice, their one Chalice, and hope they don't have a second. 
to play a second chalice on one, you're like, man, I'm just totally boned. It's going to take forever to clear. But two chalices, one Alsor Shepherd, no more worries. <laughs> but wait, it has more, more text? text. <laughs> it also has four green green until end of turn. Each elf creature you control has base power and toughness five five and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other types. Why play Crater Hoof? <laughs> Make all your elves are big dinos. So, it's a one-mana elf that can't be countered. It protects all your other green spells, so all the other spells in your deck, from being countered. And it's a game-winning mana sink. And it's $55 in paper. And unobtainable online. Yeah, I see no problems with this card. <laughs> I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my uh, my Allosaurus Allosaurus shepherding ready to go. Yeah, you need some dinosaur tokens eventually, just to like put over the top of all your elves. Be dinos now. They're just riding the dinosaurs, right? No, they become dinosaurs. <laughs> it's not as flavorful. <clears throat> you become one with the dino. Some animorph shit. <laughs> Yeah, this card's insane, right? Yeah, it's like it's insane. It's just it's batshit insane. This card, it's this card insane. is so fucking pushed. I would I would have loved to see this in modern, but I mean I, I don't think elves is at risk of being busted, even if you give it a really good card like this. Like modern elves, like I don't think this really fixes the problem. Modern elves, yeah. Have. I don't think I don't think counterable elves is what's holding it no. back. In modern, yeah. Like I think this would have been fine in modern. But having a mana sink is really, really good. In both. Yeah, you just don't have to fuck around with the other shit that you were playing before. Like, like you don't have to screw around with your, you know, eight mana crater hoof and finding it and like being sad and you draw it. You know. Yeah. Now you just like play shepherd. Play shepherd. Five eyes. Like they can't counter your your um. One of nature or glimpse of nature's, like. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's just on Chalice too, which is like you know, like oh, how, like, that was the real scary guy against <clears throat> Intel Plague Engineer. Like, yeah, <laughs> which this does not fix. <laughs> but, I mean, like people. I mean, the Maverick Depth Jackass um, aside, people don't like play Maynard Plague Engineer. Yeah, but there's a ton of Chalice decks, like Maynard Chalice decks. Um, and so yeah. you're gonna splash white, and you're gonna play Luma Threadfield, right? Okay, no. don't don't splash white. Coat of arms. You know what the real answer is? <laughs> With Allosaurus Shepherd, you can sideboard Chalice. See, I just play Chalice for one. And all your Delver spells do that nothing. That works great until they bolt your Shepherd in response. How? I have a Chalice. No, no, in response <laughs> to the Chalice. Then you're like, oh. <laughs> I think you still win that game. Probably. Yeah, you just play another shepherd. Or just other or other el like two mana elves. What is what is Delver doing against like some some fucking two mana boys? How tilted would you be playing a Delver deck against elves <laughs> and they chalice you? <laughs> I would be I wouldn't even be tilted. That'd be like uh I'm not even mad. Just like 
Yeah. Yeah. They go like turn one shepherd, right? And you're like, okay, cool. I that's incredible. That's I guess I'll just like ponder or something. And like, okay, turn two chalice. I'm like, I can't even force that because. Yes, you can. It's not it's green. Not green. So you got to play it with your uh, your painter. Painter. <laughs> painter elves incoming. Painter chalice elves. Mm. Oh man, you just take strawberry shortcake and, and the elves and just <laughs> stick them together. <laughs> yeah, scars, scars, scars. Red green painter actually got first in uh, the challenge this weekend. <laughs> Was it playing Allosaurus Shepherd? Somehow I doubt it. That would be kind of amazing if it was actually. No, I'm... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's playing Clothis. <laughs> That'd blow my fucking mind, though. And you know, and you know, Veil of Summer. But yeah, good card turns out. And Arkham's Astrolabe. Oh man, seems like a pretty good card to to weld away. Yeah. After you've already drawn your card from it. And use it to play your stupid claw close. <laughs> Alright, so Shepard's busted. Uh, what else we got here? We got, um... <laughs> Tiny Bones! <laughs> Trinket Thief. The EDH players are all, all, all a flutter with this one. Um, but I think I might see playing, like, Legacy, like, um, Rakdex? Is that a thing? They were. You should know this of all people, Chris. Remember when you got Vindicated? Hey, that was a sinkhole deck, not a rack deck. Very different. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tiny Bones is a one in a black for a one-two legendary skeleton rogue. And it says at the beginning of each instep, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and lose a life. And then for four black black, it can make each opponent with no cards in hand lose ten life. <laughs> sure. EDH card. Uh, but I thought it might see maybe a little bit of play in Legacy. That's interesting. I think this card seems cool with like Liliana the Veil, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like a potentially less painful Dark Confidant. Mm -hmm. But is this card better than Dark Confidant? I don't think so. Bob's not even playable on Modern right now. It's, That's it's like a one of. But neither is this card. Hey, it doesn't die to run in six. Which is also not legal. Not legal legacy. Yeah. Does get out good. Uh, so we'll just brush over that one. And then there's another card. This card should be legal and modern. Um, and that's uh, Bruvac the Grand Grandiloquent. It's a legendary creature, human advisor. He is a 1 4. He says if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards instead. I think, I think they should have thrown mill a bone. I hate mill, but like. Come on, they should have, they should have thrown him a bone and and made this modern legal. This is um, this is sweet. It's hard to kill. Yeah, it's, it's a one four. Fun. It's all fun in games until they play a Bruvac and then right? like you're like okay, traumatize you fetch and they double archive trap you, just fucking lose <laughs> twenty six cards, send you straight to the fucking shadow realm. Like with two traps, like you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, everyone's talking about EDH combo wombo Bruvac into Traumatize. <laughs> just mills yeah. the whole deck, right? Yeah, they're just gone. <laughs> gone. Fun gone. Reduced to atoms. 
Uh, anyways, that um brings us to the end of the line, basically, I think. We were going to talk about some some sweet legacy challenge decks, but I think we kind of touched on them, right? A little bit. We had the um the elf deck, the painter deck. Um, some mad lad playing Chandra Eldrazi Stompy with that new dragon. Uh, Terror of the Peaks. <laughs> it's like a 5-4 flyer for 5 and says spells your opponent's cast. Excuse me, spells your opponent opponent's cast that target Terror of the Peaks costs additional 3 life to cast. So it's a, um, it's a what is it, Thunderkin... Awakener, whatever the hell that card was. Not Thunderkin Awakener, the uh the dragon from cons that like shot it bolted you if you targeted it. The ink the yeah, angry yeah. dragon. Uh which is also a card, I think. But the the real money is whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So you can just fucking play your reality smasher and lava axe your opponent in the face. <laughs> which is pretty sick. Or like kill their delver of secrets or you know, whatever you feel like doing. It's uh, you know, on plan for the uh, the chalice deck. Just uh, run that bad boy out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that deck's cool. They're playing Chandra Awakened Inferno as well, which is uh, hard to beat. <laughs> Man, this deck is wild. Yeah, it's just the. Did you see the uh, the Song of Creation deck? Yeah, I did. That deck was insane. <laughs> That's uh, let's see. We can pull that up, I guess, for the uh, other viewers here. Let's uh, we'll pull up the uh, what? A That's why well, I look for that. They can look at the uh, the the dragon deck. But uh, let's see here. Yeah, Berg Echo Songstorm. I think is what they have it labeled as. Yes, I didn't even fully grasp how this deck fucking works, to be honest. When I looked at it, I was just kind of like, what? It's got an oval chase daredevil and four riddlesmiths and song of creation and this deck's all over the fucking place. Yeah, oval chase daredevil. What the heck? Combos with your riddlesmith to discard it. <laughs> So you just what I what I do enjoy is that it's a Lion's Eye Diamond Equilibrium's deck. Yeah. <laughs> and with Narset. Yeah. So you just get them. <laughs> just like you just get them, right? And then with Song, you play all your stupid zero man artifacts, draw two cards, and then you can play a Riddlesmith, and then you draw <laughs> one, you draw three cards and discard one. So you get to like filter out what you draw. And then if you find your old chase, you can just discard that when you play the next one and returns your hand. So now you're just straight up net cards. And then you just keep playing, you know, your stupid LEDs and petals and whatever to net mana and opals. And then you just echo them back and keep redrawing until you have a stone to storm. And then you go burning wish for whatever you want and kill them. I love it. There's a fucking reanimate in the sideboard. <laughs> just reanimate your oval chase daredevil and just start getting it for four <laughs> like i think it's more to bring back your riddlesmith or your emery but yeah uh, and has some of the usual suspects and some of the unusual suspects reverence silence cool. yeah reverence silence is a is classic a, it's a classic yeah burning wish target um 
you Belcher boys would know that. And chain lightning, a uh, less conventional. <laughs> yeah, that wins a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's just there for problematic creatures, but. Uh, hilariously has three Chalice of the Void in the, in the sideboard because you don't really have any one drops outside of Veil of Summer in the main deck. So Who gives a shit? <laughs> Chalice for one is pretty free. And then the other usual suspect of Shattering Spree. Yeah. And then Grape Shatter Tendrils, depending on... If you shattering you can Shattering Spree through a Chalice. Correct. Which is big brain. <laughs> yeah. Also, Void Snare, because you're playing a Burning Wish and not Cunning Wish, so you can't get Chain of Vapor. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of combos going on there. And Fort Seed of the Synod, because it's an artifact in combos with Rebels. I wanted to point out that right below it, Monkeys Can't Cry is playing a doozy of a deck, too. <laughs> with it's the a Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, just ideas unbound. <laughs> Edge of Autumn, like, what the heck? This deck is spicy as hell, too. One impulse. I, I've had someone play Edge of Autumn against me in Modern. In the stupid um, Bristlebrand deck, <laughs> just like oh, Lab Man, Cycle Edge of Autumn, like sure. The, these these Doomsday that's piles. That's how you want to do are, it. I love the predict for the the the, the pile, the Doomsday pile of predict. <laughs> First cards predict, and then the next fucking you know card is something else, and then you're good. You dug in. <clears throat> boss's oracle spoiler alert <laughs> one of the cards is boss's yeah, oracle and probably a street rave to be honest Edge of Autumn. I love the, the duress just in case make sure the coast is clear <laughs> oh man the two baleful strix is interesting Sometimes, sometimes you just want Baleful Strikes. I do like that it's a combo deck that managed to find space for four days and four Force of Will. Because Normal Storm, just good deck Normal Storm doesn't have space for that. I actually wonder if that's why they're One playing the Strikes is just like card draw that also happens to be like, you know, upping your Force count to an acceptable level. How do you feel about the two thoughts? These One Duress split. That one's interesting. <laughs> Dress is pretty free a lot of the time. Although one LED for your presumed doomsday pile. <laughs> That's how you get mana for your Thassa's Oracle, right? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Just like brainstorm, brainstorm on the stack, crack your fucking LED. <laughs> it doesn't even work. It had to be like one of the other cards, I guess. Edge of Autumn. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Edge of Autumn does work pretty well there because you're not gonna need that land anymore. Yeah. Yeah, what a doozy! That one just kind of caught my eye. Um, yeah, you just like cycle your Edge of Autumn and with the draw on the stack, crack your LED, draw your Fossil's Oracle, play it, and win the game. Got him. 
there's just some this legacy challenge is just a spice pile man there's a there's a <laughs> we're way off course but i just want to show this one there's a there's the 15th place in that same event there's someone playing merfolk with baron talarian archmage and paradigm shift <laughs> for fucking paradigm shift Paradigm shift? It's a two mana sorcery that removes all cards in your deck from the game and then you shuffle your graveyard into your library. It's just it's Oracle. <laughs> but without the winning. Or not Oracle, it's inverter, sorry. So you pair it's inverter. So you play you play that with Oracle to do the inverter com- combo. <laughs> so people were building um inverter and legacy after it took off in Pioneer, and people were like, oh my god, you just play Paradigm Shift as extra copies of Inverter. But uh yeah, what the hell, right? Like she's McJohn, you can play um mostly blue white taxes. Oh, you're talking about the uh the Esper Vile deck? That's yeah. been a, yeah, that deck's been around for a bit now. That deck is on my radar, we'll just say that. It's uh it's on my radar. That's uh Like don't you wanna play um your Weathered Wayfarer, <laughs> the one of Weathered Wayfarer, Soul Herder deck. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Not gonna lie, it's a, it's a Taxes deck. Taxes, not really. Uh, that gets to play Brainstorm and Force of Will. Like, sign me up. This deck's fucking sweet. You can become the Monarch. <laughs> I just love that it's playing Soul Herder, and legacy. there's a Spell Seeker in there that only gets Brainstorm or Swords to Plowshares. <laughs> Yeah, this is a one of you know, spicy AF, two charming prince, all flicker wisp, a main deck flag engineer, your favorite. Yeah, just the one. You can recruiter of the guard for it, so whatever. Oh man, yeah, this deck is fucking hot. <laughs> oh, this was also playing eliminate in the sideboard. Akaya, <laughs> peacekeeper. And they've got the gilded, Two gilded, gilded drink to go with the Baron. <laughs> oh man, what a combo! I'll take that. Then I'll take my thing back and draw a card. Thanks. <laughs> Pretty good. Just get to do that shit over and over again. <laughs> it's just, it's just good glee magic. Just good glee magic. Just keep flickering that baron. Anyway, we're we are way out way out in the weeds and the legacy weeds. I am very happy that like you know for how like bad legacy has been for a while with like all the snow decks that like there's like all these like sweet fucking decks floating around now. Actually, like doing pretty decently in challenges makes me happy. I also want to point out that yeah, some might say that legacy is like more of a playground than modern. Right? Yeah, now. definitely. I do want to point out that remember we talked about the uh, the the new cathartic reunion art with the guy hugging the dinosaur. It's the it's the yeah. image for Dredge on uh, MTG Goldfish now. <laughs> just the just the guy hugging the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> That's amazing. What a great what a great piece of art. Name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. <laughs> It's great. Just, I love that. I hope that was intentional, but it's probably just happenstance. <laughs> yeah. 
anyways, we um, we've wandered a lot, you know, but we've been gone for a while, so it's uh, it's good. It's good to uh, just chat for a bit, get together. It's been a while since we've done this. I've missed our conversations. It's, it's been fun shooting the shit. And uh, now it's time to get into our our slot of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows when we'll be back? We are words on the wind. One day we will return when there is new, interesting magic content to talk about again. When that will be, who knows. But in the meanwhile, what card or deck are you super hyped to play with? Um, Obviously it's some busted green card. So uh, let's go with Allosaur Shepard. Yeah. What a surprise. An elf. A green card and an elf to boot. Wow. Because I um, have acquired the Legacy Elves deck online, and uh, might as well play it, yeah, right? definitely. If you can get any Allosaur Shepherds. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, this card is insanely hard to get at the moment, and hopefully that changes. I think but, it's only uh, available in chests at, like, yikes. some awful drop rate. Just an awful, awful drop rate. So. So, not a, not a ton of hope in that, but... Maybe one day. I'm more impressed that the guy that fucking placed with it managed to find copies of the card. Maybe that's why he only had three. But he couldn't find a fourth. Yeah. That's one thing I dislike about Legacy in that card availability online can be subpar for these uh, supplemental yeah, sets. I mean, card availability like in general for the format is very suspect with all these supplemental type sets what's weird is in paper the duels fuck the format right and then online it's all the supplemental cards that are like really pushed like true name is a 50 dollar card for ages like like how easy was it to get leovold not yeah like you know stuff like this where you know the cards are very you know big players in the format like even like red and six online was insane right and that was even more easily available that was draft set like Allosaurus, yeah. not right. <laughs> Those were hard to get for a little bit too, I think, <laughs> for completely different reasons. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating in in that sense of it's it's really hard to get these cards that you kind of need to make your decks work a lot of the time. Yeah, and they just don't exist. There, there was um, what card was it? There was like some card that was printed not too long ago, and it was like, well, if you can get them, you got to play in the event and do like dumb shit. But if you couldn't get them, tough shit. What was it? It's from a, a set, like a recent set, but it was like there was like a like a challenge or something the day the set dropped or something, and it was like the people that got the cards were like, I don't remember what it was. Mm, I don't recall. I can't remember now, but yeah. Anyways. My other shitty answer would be Fierce Empath, but I, I don't I don't know if I would say I'm hyped. There's no way you're hyped Empath. to play that card. That's just like a eh, eh, eh. The only thing I enjoy about that card is the potential to play other big, dumb, green idiots in your deck instead. You can get the, uh, the big dino back in. Like uh, Dragonlord Atarka. Oh yeah, people are playing one of those. I did um, see that. Yeah, but unfortunately most of the other dumb green idiots are just aren't that good anymore. Yeah. 
But like getting to fierce, like imagine fierce empathing like a Hornet Queen and then Yorioning them both. Oh, gross. Yeah, probably already did at that point. And then and then the fierce empath, the, when you blink it, go gets an, a crater hoof. And now you've blinked your Hornet Queen. <laughs> Who needs Finale of Devastation? Who needs it? Wait, and I have a crater hoof online because of the Elves deck. It's all oh, coming yeah. together. It's all coming together. Amazing. What about you, John? What do you have to play? Also, some stupid fair yeah, card. Big shocker. It's a blue card. It flies and it, it gives you card advantage. It's just another fucking wow. mold drifter. What a surprise. John likes mold drifters. Who would have thought? Uh, it's a it's ethereal forager. I think this card's sweet. Um, it's like, why play a big, dumb delve idiot when I can play a slightly smaller idiot that draws me cards? So I'm all about that. I'm going to try it in like blue red delver. <laughs> get you some bolts back it's like a bolt machine man you play that in arcanist it's awkward though because like they're both like fighting for some of the same resources right we had a game where yeah. like we had two foragers in like a pretty stocked yard and we were like okay we're gonna play the the we were playing as nothing taxes it was like they hadn't done very much we're like they must have swords in their hand because like why would they keep this hand and like do nothing you know like, they had very little going on so like oh they must just have like a bunch of swords we're like well, the first forager, we're gonna like exile these cards. I'm like, we kind of like want to get like you know the force of will, which is like the best card in the yard at that point because they didn't have a vial, and we wanted to make sure they didn't like resolve you know some dumb creature that we couldn't kill because <laughs> that'll be kill creatures in that deck. Um, and we're like, yeah, so we'll put that on the the first one, and then we're sad if it gets path, but like we don't want to like miss out on that being like the first attack, you know. But then we're gonna like leave some other good shit in there for the second forager, and then sure enough, they like they swordsed it. <laughs> it was like, okay, now we play the second one. This one gets back like, a, like a preordained or something. And there was like two gunshots, so we split a gunshot on each one. <laughs> <laughs> we had to be sure we got a gunshot in case they played like a mother of runes or something. So <laughs> that card's super fun. Um, I like it a lot. Wish that was modern legal. A lot of these cards, I'm just like, this seems fine to modern. <laughs> I don't know, they printed so much stupid shit in modern lately, it's just like tossing their stupid card on the stack, right? Whatever. Yeah. <sighs> or they'll just give us more Uros. Please don't. Stop it. Watsy. Watsy, please. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop already. We're sorry for saying that that Simic sucked. Yeah, we take, <laughs> we it, take back. it back. Give us fucking Trigon Predator, please. We'll take it. We'll be happy. <laughs> hey, they gave us Lore Scale Codal again. Yeah. Aren't you happy, John? Simic Soldier. Combos with your Uro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, I think that about rolls us to an end. Thanks for checking us out and sticking around. Thanks for coming back after the long break. Uh, as always, you can find more of our content, past content, on the website, mtgconflux.com. You can find more on our Facebook and Twitter, and that's how you can stay abreast of any new episodes that might come out in the future. Uh, you can also subscribe to our video content, including this very podcast, on our YouTube page. We're here in full moving color. Uh, a few less colors for Chris this episode because I think he's uh, he's got a very limited color palette and some quite large pixels due to his internet connection. But you can still see us um, see us live as we record the episode. Um, 
so you can do that you can also uh support us uh by joining the mtg conflux community at patreon.com slash mtg conflux or by buying mtg conflux shirts and swag at redbubble.com you can check out the links to that on our facebook and twitter pages you can contact us we're still active on the discord so if you want to come and chat even though we're not putting out new episodes all the time come on in say hi we'll be there as always we really appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next one whatever that is thanks